for those of you who are new, what is the significance of bowing three times? My interpretation is the first time you pay respect, you bow out of gratitude for the teachings. And secondly, you bow out of respect for the virtue of your teacher, whether it's Buddha or somebody else. And thirdly, you bow out of love to that person for being your teacher. Since yesterday, you have been doing focused awareness, samatha practice. First was Buddha Nusati, recollection the virtues of the Buddha by reciting Arahang Samansambuddha. And the second was Netta Bhavana by reciting Sukino Wakimino Huntu, extracted from the Karaniya Metta Sutta. I hope that you have done these two meditations properly and you'll be able to make use of them whenever the need arises. From now on, these two meditations will only be done as a group early in the morning and in the evening before the Dhamma talk. For the remainder of the time, you will be required to practice open awareness. However, in case of any situations where you feel that you might need to use those two, those two guardian meditations, then you can make use of them. But not while you are walking, just to compose your mind. Or because you feel bored trying to watch what's happening at the senses, then you just go on to the chanting. These are not valid reasons for doing those two chantings because there are some people who like to chant. When you chant, it sort of composes your mind. You feel nice about it, but it doesn't give you wisdom unless you use that as a foundation and after that you look at what happens with your mind. That's another matter. For those people who are already familiar with open awareness, familiar with watching their mind, they can actually do those two and at the same time watch to see how the mind reacts to what's happening. For this session, is supposed to be an introduction to Satipatthana practice. If you're familiar with the Satipatthana Sutta, it starts off after the Buddha says that this is the direct path or the one way for the purification of beings and so forth. Then he went on to ask, what are the four Satipatthanas? The standard description for this is that one contemplates the body in the body, Feelings in the feelings, mind in mind, dhammas in dhammas. Ardent, clearly aware, mindful, having subdued or put aside longing and dejection in regard to the world. 
this is the opening phrase of all the Satipatthana Suttas that are explained. All the passages that are connected with Satipatthana, whether in the Satipatthana Sutta or elsewhere, especially in the Sangita Nikaya, the Satipatthana Sangyuta, the discourses connected with the four establishments of mindfulness. If you look at the, these phrases, which are applicable to all the four Satipatthanas, you see that clearly knowing is not just confined to Kaya Nupasana, not just confined to contemplation of the body. It actually is a requirement for a person who wants to practice the Satipatthanas. One contemplates the body in the body, feelings in feelings, mind in mind, dhammas in dhammas, ardent, putting in the effort, clearly aware, mindful, having subdued or abandoned longing and dejection in regard to the world. Having subdued or having abandoned longing and dejection in regard to the world seems to be another precondition. Having done this, then only you are ardent, you are clearly aware and mindful. That's the way it's phrased. The first part of open awareness is actually about this. How to abandon or subdue longing and dejection in regard to the world. This will bring us back to the talk that you just heard just now on the gradual training. Where the second step is about guarding the senses. Having sense an object with any of the six senses, one should not grasp at the signs and features, failing which one could be overwhelmed or invaded by evil, unwholesome states of mind, such as longing and dejection. When you connect this with what is found in the Satipatthana Sutta, the introduction to the Satipatthana Sutta, then you will see that it is very closely related to sense restraint. It is because you do not grasp the signs and features that you are not invaded by longing and dejection in regard to the world. Guarding the doors of the senses seems to be a requirement for someone who wants to practice the Satipatthanas. Right now, I'm just going to do this step first, and then we talk about the four Satipatthanas later. The first basic step that is applicable to all the four Satipatthanas is restraint of the senses. Let's just do this first. Sit with the back straight. Back straight, head straight, and keep your eyes open. I've already explained the rationale for keeping your eyes open yesterday. Please be patient and persistent, even though you have been trained to meditate with your eyes closed. Back straight, head straight, eyes open, body relaxed. And relax your mind too. Keep your eyes open, but maintain an unfocused gaze.
There are two ways that you can maintain an unfocused gaze. One way is to look far into the distance so that everything in front of you becomes indistinct. You can still see shapes and forms and colors, but you cannot make out the features. If you can't make out the features, then you won't grasp at them. Another way of doing it is to adjust your focus to the space in between you and an obvious object in front of you. For example, you and me, or you and this post in front of you. Adjust your focus to the space in between so that you are out of focus. Again, then things will appear to you in an indistinct manner. You can still see shapes and forms and colors, but you cannot make out their features. you extend that same sort of unfocused or defocused attention or awareness to your other senses as well. Not just to the visual feel, but to what you hear and sense with the body. When you try to maintain this unfocused awareness of what's happening at the senses, this will prevent you from grasping at the signs and features. You just know that in the seen, there is only the seen. In the hurt, there is only the hurt. In the sense, there is only the sense. Don't try to discriminate or distinguish what you hear or see or sense. Just know that there is a sense of being, of being seated that the sense of seeing and that the sense of hearing sounds, a mass of sounds, a mass of sensations in the body.
One helpful way of trying to maintain that unfocused awareness through all your senses is to put your attention in space and remain at that point and ask the mind what can the mind be aware of happening at the senses Although you try to maintain an unfocused awareness of what's happening at the senses, sometimes very obvious objects will pull your attention away. When that happens, as soon as you're aware of that, bring your attention back to that center point in space. Allow your mind to move freely among the senses. But always bring it back to the center. And keep on asking yourself, what can the mind be aware of? not holding on to any single object. As soon as the mind is aware of an object, then you should ask the mind, what else can it be aware of? People who have done focused awareness before 
will tend to deliberately look out for sense objects, focus on whatever they can notice and then come back to the center. Or instead of coming back to the center, they will jump from one object to another in a focused way. That is not what you are supposed to do. Although the habit is there, you need to try to reprogram your mind. As I said, you just stay in one place, just like a spider will stay at the center of his web. And keep on asking yourself, what's the mind aware of? If an object pulls the mind's attention away, once you notice it, bring it back to the center and ask what else can the mind be aware of. Please try to keep your eyes open. It may be difficult, but please be patient and persistent. You may not get it right at the first time, but if you have patience and persistence, you will eventually be able to do it. If you're not familiar with open awareness, you might initially need to direct your attention to the senses to be aware of what's happening. There's some sort of deliberate awareness at the beginning, but eventually when you learn to just observe things happening, by stepping back, then it will become more natural.
when you're getting used to it, then it will become free and easy, touch and go. Free means the mind is freely moving among the senses without you having to direct it. Easy means you are stepping back and just observing things happening again without putting in any effort. You're not putting too much effort trying to be aware of whatever is arising, but you're just allowing the mind to pick up whatever it can. Touch and go means the mind does not hold on to any object. Once it's aware of one object, then it will move on to the next. The instructions I've given so far are about observing what's happening at the five senses. Free and easy, touch and go. While at the five senses, we don't want to grasp at the signs and features. We try to look at things in an unfocused way. But for mental activities, what's happening at the mind door? We apply a slightly different approach. Whatever happens at the mind, feelings, reactions, comments, identification, Identifying sounds, sensations, images, these happen automatically. Whatever happens 
in the mind door, mental activities, we accept all of them for what they are. Anger is arisen, we accept the anger. The mind is wandered off, we accept that it has wandered off. The mind is identifying an object, we know that this has occurred. We accept it. There is pain, and the mind is reacting. We accept it. Then the next step is don't. If it's an unpleasant mental activity, an unpleasant reaction, don't reject it. If it's something pleasant, a pleasant thought, a pleasant memory, don't follow it. And finally, don't just ignore what happens in the mind, like in some meditation practices. When you focus just on one single object, you're supposed to ignore everything else. In this practice, we don't reject, we don't follow, and we don't ignore. So what do we do? We acknowledge. We know that this is anger. We know that this is a spontaneous identification of an object. We know that this is a memory. This is a reaction. And once you have acknowledged it, then we let it go by coming back to the five senses. By anchoring ourselves to the five senses. Although we acknowledge what is happening, we do not grasp at the signs and features. We just know and immediately we let go and come back to the senses.
I've created an acronym for you to remember this approach more easily. And it's called Ada Anchor. ADA in Malay it means to have something. But an anchor means you have an anchor. The A stands for to accept whatever things that happen in your mind. D stands for don't don't reject, don't follow, don't ignore. The next A stands for acknowledge. And anchor stands for anchoring yourself to the five senses. Please don't take notes now. Listen and follow instructions. If you listen carefully and follow instructions, you will become cellular memory. If there's pain, unpleasant sensations getting to be very obvious, Please try to accept them first with patience and endurance. Don't focus on them. Just know that they are there and be aware of other things happening at the senses. The most important thing is to accept and relax and don't focus on them. Please be patient and try to endure unpleasant feelings, unpleasant sensations until you reach your limit. Each one of us has his or her own threshold. And how do you know whether you have reached your threshold? It's when 
the pain becomes so unbearable that more and more unpleasant mental states are arising. Aversion. More and more intentions of wanting to move are arising more frequently. When that happens and you know that you've reached a threshold, then you can slowly adjust your posture to get some relief. But then notice the whole process before, during, and after. Remember to check your posture every now and then. Back straight, head straight, body relaxed, eyes open. Let's round this session up with
recitations for you to commit to memory the instructions that I've just given you. Please repeat after me. Ada Anchor Rule of Thumb To Still the Monkey Mind Ada Anchor Rule of Thumb To Still the Monkey Mind Ada Anchor Rule of Thumb to still the monkey mind. Please repeat yourself three times. Accept all things. Don't reject, Don't reject. Follow, or follow or ignore. Acknowledge them. Acknowledge them. Anchor, mind. Anchor mind to the five senses. The five senses. Accept, all Accept all things. Don't reject. Don't reject. Follow, or follow or ignore. Acknowledge them. Anchor mind to the five senses. Accept all things. Don't reject. Follow or ignore. Acknowledge them. Anchor mind to the five senses. Try it yourself. First and the second together. Okay, good. Next one. Free and easy. Touch and go at the five senses. Free and easy. Touch and go at the five senses. Free and easy. Touch and go at the five senses. Okay, first to last.
these principles can be applied anywhere, anytime, not necessarily only when you're seated here. For the rest of the day, please apply these two principles. The first approach of other anchor is for the sixth sense, for whatever mental activities you have. Mental states like anger, frustration, happiness, joy, being upset, disappointed, even comments and judgments about people. All of this, you accept them for what they are, you accept, and then don't reject, don't follow, don't ignore. Acknowledge them, come back to the senses. That's for the sixth sense. For the five senses, you don't need to identify them, you don't need to acknowledge them. For the five senses, you just want to see things indistinctly, so that you don't grasp the signs and features. We have to look at circumstances in order to apply this. I mean, looking at things indistinctly, because this can happen only when you are in a safe and secure environment. Supposing you're walking to a jungle track, you have to keep your eyes open, you have to focus on where you're going. You don't want to step on a snake or a centipede, right? And when you're doing your chores and going for your lunch, you just can't just be having an unfocused awareness. You don't know what you're going to eat. <laughs> you have to adjust according to the circumstances. Sometimes when it's necessary, you use more focused open awareness, which means that you're focused, but yet you're also aware of other things happening around you. At other times, when you're on your own, you're not doing any particular task, taking a walk or sitting in a meditation hall, then you can apply this unfocused open awareness. That's all you need to do for the rest of the day. I don't give you any fixed schedule except for group activities like group meditation, dharma talk and lunchtime and so forth. Not like some centers you are supposed to sit for half an hour and walk half an hour or sit one half hours and walk one hour or so forth. Because I want you to use your own wisdom and to exercise your own self-discipline. Try to have the self-discipline and the wisdom to find out what is most appropriate and suitable for you. Different people have got different thresholds. If you are very new, maybe... 10 minutes is all that you can sit. But if you're a very experienced yogi, you can sit for one half hours with no problem. There's no common standard for everybody. You try to find your own limitations and you try to maintain a posture for a certain period of time. Try not to be too fickle. Sometimes you're too goal-oriented. You want to be composed and then you sit down for 10 minutes and you find that your mind is very restless. So you try getting up and you walk for another five minutes, you find it's restless and you sit again and walk again and sit again, you're not going to get anywhere. You try to have some discipline. Whether I'm going to be restless, I'm going to be composed, I'm just going to sit for these 15 minutes and I'm not going to move. Whatever happens is okay. Just accept. At the end of the 15 minutes, you find that it's going good, then you go on. If not, time's up. Try something else. You need to have your wisdom and discretion and discipline to be able to do that. Tonight I won't be giving any talk because you've just heard the graduate training and also give my throat a rest. You all please do your own practice and I will see you tomorrow morning for the guided meditation.